Welcome to the Beauty in the Network podcast. I'm your host, Jasmine Jones, marketing and strategy coach to beauty pros and creative service-based business owners that are ready to ditch the hustle. I went from struggling solo bridal beauty artists to managing a agency of 17 bridal hair and makeup artists that services four states. Tune in to learn how to start, scale, and maintain a sustainable business that does not require the hustle. Learn from myself and other industry experts of how we created our dream businesses and how you can start stepping into the truest version of your own CEO self. Let's go. Hey friends, welcome back to the Beauty in the Network podcast. It is your host, Jasmine Jones, and happy new year to you. So this is our very first podcast episode for the new year, and of course we have to kick it off with our friend, Miss Jody Brown, who is our guest podcast speaker for today. Now Jody has been on the podcast before, like one or two times before, and every single time she's on, you guys absolutely love all all of the information, all of the knowledge that she brings. Now, in today's episode, we did a deep dive into a lot of mindfulness, a lot of, you know, just self-confidence because going into 2022, I really feel like utilizing your own personal style, your personal brand, it is definitely going to help you stand out so much when it comes to really utilizing your own personality as a part of your core strategy and a way for you to start attracting more of dream clients who resemble different sides of who you are as a person. So enough with all of my rambling and all of my, you know, amazing talks of, you know, what Jody is all about. I'm going to go ahead and tune on in today's episode so you can hear a little bit more about Jody. All right. Hello, friends. We are back for the podcast and I have another special guest today. Today we have somebody who has already been on the podcast. We have Miss Jody Brown and you know I, I just kind of gave you a little intro about Jody and like some of the things that she's all about but I, I want her to let you guys know like who she is, who she specifically helps her clients. So Jody, thank you for being here. You have the floor. Let everybody know what you are all about. Hey, Jasmine. Thank you so much for having me back. It's always so much fun to chat with you. And uh, yeah, I just appreciate you having me back today. So my name is Jody Brown. I am a branding and marketing educator for hairstylists. I also own a marketing and social media content creation agency, which is specifically for beauty pros and beauty pros um, educators as well. So I live for marketing. I live for branding. And uh, I just love seeing the impact that, you know, properly learning how to communicate the value that you have to your dream clients can offer and watching hairstylists, makeup artists transform their, their businesses just by showing up more authentically and knowing who they are talking to. So that's a little bit about me. I also have a podcast called Hairstylist Rising. Jasmine has been on the podcast, uh, I think twice actually. And, um, so yeah, that's kind of, that's a little bit about me. (laughs) Well, I love it. I love it. And, you know, for somebody who has an agency, 
Etsy and you probably work with a ton of hairstylists. And I know for me, when I first started, you know, trying to get very serious in the way that I show up and my presence online, I made a ton of mistakes. And one of the mistakes was, you know, I thought that more visibility just meant that I needed to show up and post more content, mm -hmm. but I wasn't really thinking about the quality of my posts. It was just kind of like, just put out more and more people will see it, but that's definitely not the way that it goes. So as somebody who has your own agency and you help other stylists really perfect the way that they are showing up, what has been one of the biggest mistakes that you see beauty pros make on social media? And why do you think that's happening? And how can they actually change that? Can I give you two? Yes, absolutely. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so the first one, um, and this is something I've seen so much recently is mm -hmm. thinking, so is spinning out and thinking they need to completely start over every single time they see a new Instagram update or an educator say something that, and they think that they need to just completely scrap everything they've been doing and start from square one, because honestly, it's really hard for your audience to build trust with you. If you are not ever showing up in a consistent way, um, and also it just leads to stress and burnout and then people don't want to show up at all. And it leads to a lot of like, Instagram doesn't work for my business or, you know, I can't market because it changes too much. And, you know, 90% of the announcement you see aren't going to apply to you. So just being strong in your foundation, I think is really big. So that's one of the biggest mistakes I see recently is that stylists think that just because <laughs> something happened to, you know, there happened to be an announcement, um, they need to just throw everything that they've been doing out and just start over. The second huge mistake I see is, and I think I've said this before, maybe even on this podcast, but, um, just posting photos of your work and that's it. Yeah. Um, that's a really big one because, you know, people want to do business with people. And I mean, I know for me, I use this example because this actually just happened. Um, I live in the country. So I live probably, and I'm a med spa lover. Okay. So there it's probably like 35 minutes to the closest one for me. Right. Until probably a month or two ago, one opened up that's about 10 minutes from my house. So it's in a small town. The outside of it's beautiful. It looks so nice. But <laughs> I go on the website and I go on their social media and I can't see a single person. So I don't know what I'm walking into. I don't know what that person's experience is. I don't feel welcome. I don't, I can't picture myself in the space. And it feels very much like a unknown. And I mean, when you're a client, the last thing you want is to walk into the unknown. So this is me. And I know this, right? I know the psychology behind it and it still prevents me from visiting this business. So think about it when a client doesn't know the psychology behind it. And it is just a visceral feeling. I think that showing up, showing your face <laughs> or not showing your face rather is the biggest mistake you can make. And I say that 
it's hard to blanket statement when it comes to marketing and social media, but I think that that is something I would be comfortable blanket statementing that you need to show up on your social. <laughs> Absolutely. And I can even talk on both of those. So the biggest thing I, I always see, especially like there's a new algorithm change or here's real or here's this new feature and I see people saying well oh I was trying to do reels now here's this new feature now I have to stop because Instagram is no longer a photo sharing platform and all of the things and it's like some of this some of these you know tips therefore creator accounts therefore yes. you know in experts. So I always tell people like, if you are listening to people's broad advice, when they have no idea about your own personal business, that can be very dangerous. I know I definitely got caught up in that for sure. Um, and I learned my lesson really quick. And then when it comes to showing your face, when I started showing my face on video and on camera, even photos, people were like, oh my gosh, you're so cute. Look at you. Like, like now I can feel like who, who the person who's going to be doing my hair, doing my makeup. Can you imagine being a client wanting to have, you know, this extravagant experience, maybe drop high dollar prices on a service and you have no no idea what that person looks like, what that atmosphere is like. Do they have a coffee bar? Do Can you go across the street and get coffee? Like, what's the vibe? For me, I want to know the vibe. If the vibe looks chill and laid back, I'm going there. If it looks like uptight and too like serious, I'm like, I don't think this is my jam. I don't think this is the place for me. So that is totally like a game changer when it comes to really enhancing your experience online so people can visualize themselves as your client. So that was amazing. Absolutely. Yeah. And then the other thing too, like specifically when you're talking to bridal, bridal beauty pros, right? Like it's a lot of the time you're on location. So it's even <laughs> more important for someone to be able to trust you and, and understand like who you are, like what you're about. Um, if you're going to be coming to them, I think that even requires like another level of trust. It's even more important. Um, and then secondly, like just kind of riffing off what you just said, you know, imagine if neither of us had ever shown up on our Instagram pages, then, you know, you would never start a conversation with someone who you couldn't see or talk to. Right. And I think as a business owner or whether you are freelance, whether you are, have a team, whatever that looks like a part of building a sustainable business is relationships with other business owners or relationships with other people. So it's not just important from the from the perspective of attracting clients, it's also important from the perspective of, you know, building relationships, which is a huge part of business, right? And this is why I in like I educate on social media and branding and marketing. And very little of what I educate on is about, you know, the algorithm or what is actually tons of algorithms. Because I think that being really secure and strong in your brand and, you know, having the foundations and understanding of like your ideal client, your marketing strategy, like all of those things are going to serve you far, far more in the long run than just making sure that you are up to date on all the latest Instagram changes. That's important too, but that's the cherry. That's not the, that's not the cake. <laughs> that's just the tip of the iceberg. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> totally. 
Yeah. And like one thing that you mentioned is like, you know, just kind of connecting more to your ideal client. For me, it was very hard for me to really zone in on how I wanted to show up, things that I wanted to talk about and how I really wanted to like create like, okay, well, I'm going to take a picture of my setup or I'm going to go out and I'm going to take a picture here or anything that kind of revolved like visuals of my brand. I never thought about what would make sense that I can kind of position this for my ideal client to be like, okay, like that is the vibe. Kind of like I was talking about the vibe. Like for me, I'm a little bit out there. I'm a little bit laid back, eccentric and all of the things. So I want places that feel like more of a cozy vibe than more of like, I don't want to say upscale. You can have cozy upscale, Um, but I want vibes that feel like me. So one thing that I hear a ton when it comes to choosing your ideal client, there's a lot of misconceptions about, well, if I just pick one ideal client, I'm losing out on so much money. And that's why we have, you know, artists who are trying to be a jack of all trades or trying to offer all services. They have nothing that they're really specialized in. So they're not really known for a specific thing, which can take them, you know, farther real fast. But when it comes to choosing their ideal client, can you talk about what are some of the benefits of choosing their ideal client and how can somebody kind of really pinpoint who their ideal clientele is? Do you have any tips on that? Ooh, that is a, that's such a good question. Cause I think that really is like step one of, you know, creating your, your marketing plan and understanding your branding is figuring out who you're talking to. And it's so funny because what I, what I feel like happens is people think, okay, I'll define this person and then they're going to materialize and all the other people that I might reach are just going to disappear and I'm going to be left with one client. And it's so funny because obviously when you say it out loud, that's ridiculous, right? So what do, what defining an ideal client does essentially is allows people to, um, resonate with one part of that, right? So if you're very clear on who you're talking to, AKA your ideal client avatar or your ideal community avatar, like whatever that looks like, um, then you are going to be able to be a lot more consistent and clear with your messaging. So for instance, if you're scrolling through Instagram and you see, you know, Hey person, like that doesn't really feel like, <laughs> like you're like, well, I guess I'm a person, but like, that's not very specific. Right. Whereas if you're scrolling and you hear like, Hey, bridal beauty pro, like, then you're like, okay, now I'm listening. Right. Because that is, that's something that you identify with or like, Hey, like Canadian moms or, you know, whatever that looks like. Um, so I think that I'm saying this because I'm a Canadian mom, obviously. <laughs> That's the first thing that popped into my head. So the more specific, and you don't have to say, hey, ideal client. So that's not what I'm trying to say, but I'm just trying to illustrate that when you feel seen and heard and you feel like you are the person that is being, you know, like talked to and considered when you see a message, you're a lot more likely to relate to it and to take action based on what it is that, you know, what it is that this person is saying, and it allows you to start forming that connection. So, so often I think that, and this is again, a huge mistake, right? I think we can agree that if you're too vague with your marketing, if you're like, oh, I don't want to, you know, like I've even had, I had a client say like, I'm worried that like my tattoos will like put people off. And I'm like, well, are 
<laughs> is someone that you would want to spend time with put off with the fact that you have tattoos? They're like, well, no, that would feel awful. And I'm like, well, there you go. Like, you don't have to be for everyone. And like, they're probably, and I think that the disservice too is saying that like, oh no, there's no one that's going to be put off by that. There is definitely people who are going to be put, put off by you defining your ideal client, but that's a good thing. Like, can you imagine how awful your job would be if you had to deal with people all day that you had nothing in common with or couldn't talk to because you just like, you don't relate to them on any level. It's way easier once you've defined that, once you've kind of created this person you want to talk to. And I think as far as getting started, so I'm going off on a tangent here because I'm very passionate about this topic. <laughs> <laughs> but as far as actually getting started defining them, you know, there's some simple things you can think about. Like, for instance, you know, if you like, how do they spend their days for like, for me, when I was behind the chair, I didn't work evenings and weekends. So someone who was like a, uh, like traditional nine to five job, wasn't my ideal client because they couldn't come during the hours that I wanted to work. So I more appeal to like, you know, entrepreneurs or stay at home moms, like that kind of thing, because it was something that was in alignment with my business and, you know, entrepreneurs, that's another thing. Maybe that's the people that you want to connect with because you have that in common. So I think that just defining the different aspects of a person, you don't have to, you know, pick like their hair length or, you know, what they look like. I don't think that's important at all when it comes to defining an ideal client, but I do think like knowing what they value, knowing what is important to them, um, you know, what maybe they listen to a podcast that you like, maybe they read a book that you like. I mean, you've had more than one conversation with me. So, you know, that I'm obsessed with Jen Sincero. And so if someone's like, oh, you're a badass sounds ridiculous. Like they're probably not going to be that interested in the rest of what I have to say. <laughs> so, you know, I think that it's just looking at it from that perspective of like, if you're talking to everyone, it's going to be white noise and you're got, not going to get the attention of anyone. Oh my gosh. Like that just makes like that right there, friends, if you do not take a, any notes and go back and take notes. <laughs> But that right there is so important. And, you know, that's something that a lot of people, they don't really talk, you know, too, too, too in detail of, you know, especially when they're like, you know, get visible and post, but they're not really talking about how to actually build a connection with your content. And you were talking about, you know, like the tattoos might put somebody off. And yeah. one thing I'm really huge about is like telling people to create their own lane based off of, the, off of their personality. So like for me, for the longest time, I was so afraid to like get my stories and just talk the way that I wanted to talk. I was talking like this and sounding like a robot and just trying to sound so <laughs> professional and, you know, wearing my little blazers all of the time and not really showing me. So therefore the clients that were attracted to, you know, the fake version of me or the, the version that I was putting off, they were far from the vibe of client that I really wanted. And I am huge about, you know, I love crystals. I love mindfulness. I am type A. I love organization and detail. So when I show up, I talk about what me as, you know, my own self, what I love to do. And it's not a coincidence that all of my clients, they are literally type A. Yeah. When I tell them that I have a timeline for 
time they're like oh my god let me send you a spreadsheet and I'm like yes give me all of the details so attract you know the people who are you know they appreciate my own skills my own expertise and my personality because they're like oh I do yoga and I'm into crystals or oh I'm into you know all of the things that that resembles you know my own personality so when it comes to you know how somebody can start showing up in their own content and integrate their own personality. Can you talk a little bit about how they can do that in a way where they are building connections and building relationships in their in their in their content in a confident way? Ooh, that's such a good question. Um, okay, and I just wanted to add one more thing on the ideal client thing before I answer this actually, because I don't want it to leave my head. So when you were just talking about like, you know, being type A and being into crystals and all that kind of stuff, like keep in mind that there's gonna be people who resound with different parts of that, right? Like you're gonna find someone who has everything in common with you and who's like, yes, this is my person. But then maybe you're gonna find someone who's like, you know, I love crystals and, you know, like this is something like they're a little woo and they want, they connect with you on that part. Or maybe there's someone who doesn't actually, you know, care that much about crystals, but they love the organization and like the, you know, all of that kind of stuff. So they're connecting with you there. So even just, I just wanted to illustrate how, even though like I could define Jasmine as my ideal client and I can create messaging that's 100% like tailored to her, there's going to be so many people who connect to every different part of that right? So it's not like you're going to be like, oh, well, I love crystals, but you know, I'm kind of messy. So therefore Jasmine won't work with me. Like, you know, it, when you think about it, like logically, I think it takes some of the pressure out of it, you know? Um, and then as far as how to show up with confidence in your content and start building relationships. Um, so I think the first thing is getting comfortable with putting yourself out there and just knowing, I I think initially it requires maybe a little bit more thought because if you're prepared, typically you will be more comfortable showing up after a while. Once you get really comfortable, it's kind of, you know, you can show up on your stories and just riff and just talk about whatever it is that you're doing. But initially, I think that getting quite clear on what you want to talk about, the kind of messages that you want to get across can be an easier way to do it. Because once you've done kind of, that's why I think having a content plan that's, that's strategic is really helpful because especially in the beginning, you're able to be like, okay, I need to talk about this because this is, you know, part of my message. I want to talk about this and just having an idea of what it is that you're doing. And then also making it more about your ideal client than yourself. Like if you can reframe it and be like, okay, this is who I'm showing up for. This is why I'm showing up. What, and this is how I'm going to impact this person. This is how I'm going to connect with this person. I think it can take a little bit of the fear out of it and the imposter syndrome out of it. And that in itself can build confidence. Um, so, you know, I like to, I kind of break it down into three main content purposes, I guess. One is kind of educating your client. The second is inspiring them to take action. And then the third is connect. So, you know, maybe you start to, I think showcasing testimonials is a really great way to do this. Um, that 
that can help build your confidence because when you're reading through your own testimonials about how awesome you are and how, you know, you've impacted people's lives in this positive way, how can that not build your confidence? So those are a couple different ways that I would say to try. Absolutely. And, you know, I always tell people like when you have a strategy, like there's no guessing, like, what should I do? What should I say? And it's like, oh, okay, well, I can either do this or I can do that or I can do this. So I think definitely having a plan of action definitely helps so much, especially for mamas. Cause I have a lot of mamas. I have a lot of people in general who are like, I need to get straight to the action. I don't have time for all of the fluff. So getting right to the point is definitely where it's at. So one thing that you were talking about, you know, throughout the chat was, you know, showing your face and letting people get a little glimpse of your personality and all of the things. And, you know, for me, I don't with so much personal challenges as an introverted extrovert of just being especially when I started to shift the strategy that I was using from you know just like popular posts to actually posts that were talking about my brand talking about my client's experience and all of the things so when it comes to somebody who is you know having some challenges of I want to show up, but I am afraid that, you know, what if I mess up or what I don't look like, you know, like these influencer girls or whatever it is, like what's a huge piece of advice or maybe like two pieces of advice that you can give somebody to help them really build that personal confidence when it comes to utilizing a different approach when they are showing up online and really releasing the judgment that they might have of themselves or judgment that they think that somebody else might have of them? Oh, that's such a great question. I mean, I just want to share and just because, you know, I spent a lot of time talking to people that you probably like other educators, influencers in the beauty industry. um, And I just want to throw it out there that everyone experiences this even the people that you look up to the most where you're like, oh, they must be so confident. Like confidence is not something that's inherent. A lot of the time confidence is something that is honed and it's something that you have to work on all the time. Like I remember, I'll just share like probably, I want to say like two years ago when I first, you know, not when I was first, but when I was first kind of showing up to other stylists, right. In this industry, I was so hard on myself. I would literally, I wouldn't be able to watch my own videos. I couldn't show up on stories without like full lashes and makeup and all this stuff. And it was so hard to build that confidence. And I, I thought the same thing. How do I get confident? How are all these other people so confident? And then through conversations and through just pushing past the discomfort, I learned that, you know, a lot of it is just keep doing it until it feels better. Just it's going to be hard initially. And the more you do it, the less hard it's going to be. Um, and now like I'll hop on there when I kind of just rolled out of bed kind of thing, if I have something to share, because the mindset shift that I made and the mindset shift that I think allows the people that you probably look up to, to show up in the way that they show up is because they no longer think this like, oh, people are logging on and just judging me and just like picking me apart. What they're thinking is like, oh, this is important. And I need to share with my community because it's going to give them so much value. And now that's what I think when I pick up my phone, I don't think like, oh, like, I wonder if I, you know, like 
this angle's okay, or if it makes my chin look fat or something, I think, ooh, this is something I need to share and I need to get this out so that I don't lose it. And that has given me a lot more confidence. And from working with other stylists, that is what gives them confidence, shifting and realizing, okay, this is not about me. This is about who I serve. And this is about connecting. And, you know, people don't typically connect with people that they think are perfect or, you know, you want to be relatable. That's a lot of it. Right. So that's kind of, I guess, a really big thing is just recognizing that probably the people that you look up to are also struggling with confidence. Um, and you know, it's, it's all about the inner work. So I think that, you know, talking, I I know that like, this is something you're passionate about too, but like personal development and really like delving into like filling your cup, self-care and just trying to like build, build your confidence and realizing everyone starts somewhere, I think is, is super, super important because there's no amount of makeup that's going to make you feel as good as, you know, developing inner confidence and really like feeling, feeling like you are, you have purpose. Right. And I say this as someone in the beauty industry who loves makeup, (laughs) don't get me wrong, but you know, it's, it's not a replacement for doing the deep work. Absolutely. Like the internal needs to match the external. And, you know, even for me in my bridal business and my coaching business, I have the same struggle when it comes to like, okay, well, I want to show up, but I don't want to come off like this. Or even when I was, you know, reaching out to, you know, potential clients over here with Beauty in the Network, you know, I just felt like an imposter, like, oh my gosh, like I'm teaching people. That means I can't be a potty mouth. I can't be my weird little cuckoo, you know, little extroverted, you know, weird self and all of the things. And I really started to kind of go into a turtle shell until I realized like, Hey, I already went through this with one company. I'm doing the same exact thing. How did I get from point A to point B? And for me, something that I always talk about is, you know, I have a fear sometimes of showing up and talking to people. So one thing that I did to really personally challenge myself was when I knew that I wanted to be an educator, I was like, okay, one, I'm going to take some, some classes and become an educator but how am I going to get over my fear of actually being seen and people hearing me so I reached out to a school and I said hey let me be a guest expert looking for one day and they offered me three and I said okay this is the challenge let's take all three days so that I can get out of my own way and no longer let the fear of being seen or being heard allow me to play small and get in the way of my own purpose and my own you know, my own skills that I have that can benefit other people and serve them. Just like you said, it's about the client. It's not about, you know, oh, well, I just woke up, but I really want to say this. Maybe I should go and, you know, fully do my hair and my makeup. And then you lost the momentum, like just get out there because people are going to say, oh my gosh, she's so confident. She just showed up with no makeup, no lashes. Okay. If she can do it, I can do it. She's a mama. She's out here doing this. If I do it, I can do it. So showing up in your true unauthentic you know real raw self people need to see that and it encourages more people than you think so I absolutely love what you just said 
I think that's so true too. And like, you know, touching on like being a mom, I remember the first, one of my first lives ever, um, was, and like, I just want to throw it out there. No one's confident every time they go live. You're literally like, I mean, I think that we could all agree there. Like things happen all the time. And I remember my son, I think he was like four or five at the time. And he like ran up and I was like, oh my God. Oh my God. I was so stressed out. Remember thinking like, this is going to ruin my career. If people see that I like, it's so unprofessional that I'm like, is it unprofessional though? Or do I just have a child? Like it's, I mean, I think it would my ideal client not want to work with me because I happen to, you know, a real life moment happened to happen while I'm showing up and serving them. Um, no, that's not going to be a deal breaker for anyone. Right. And if it is probably not my people. So I think that's just, you know, one of those things. And also I'm going to add, because I, I kind of said this in a roundabout way, but I want to say it really clearly that once you find your brand voice and once, and this is why I'm so passionate about building your brand before you build your marketing strategy, because if you find your brand voice, you are going to show up automatically with more confidence because you're going to know what you're about. You're going to know what you want to say. And I think that sometimes it's really easy for people to be like, well, I don't know what makes me different. I don't know why I'm unique. Like it's a hard question. So if you can dive into that and you can have that, you know, you can find even the beginnings of finding your brand voice, it's going to make it a lot easier to show up with confidence, um, be it on video, when you're writing any of the ways. Absolutely. And I love that so much. Like, like this whole chat has been like amazing. And if you have been, you know, struggling or having personal challenges of like, how can I show up in a way since we're definitely at the end of the year, we're about to go into a whole new year, friends, where did the year go? But with that, like with these tips, you can literally position yourself in a way that nobody else is positioning themselves. You can gain so much confidence in yourself and in your business. And that pours into your life and how you show up as, you know, whatever, title you have a mom a sister a spouse whoever and I just really want you if you took notes today start implementing that start trying to find ways okay well this is a challenge that I'm that I'm personally having what can I challenge myself today or this week so that I can no longer let that get in my way and absolutely you know change the pathway of your business and your life by just implementing some of the tips that we were talking about today so Jody I want to thank you for being here but I know that you actually have a special goodie that you're going to be sharing with my audience that I can actually put in the the show notes so can you tell us a little bit about this free amazing goodie that you have for my listeners. I absolutely can. And firstly, thank you so much again for having me. It's always just such a blast talking to you. <laughs> I love it. I could do this every week. Um, so the, the resource that I have is called uh, the three-step path to content that connects. And essentially it is a PDF workbook that's going to help you really in the, in the beginning stages of 
one page and this is only like six pages so don't stress it's not going to take that long you can literally complete this in an hour um so the first thing is touching on starting to develop that ideal client in ways that you can actually apply the second part is going to be finding that brand voice again in ways that you can apply immediately and then the third is just going to give you um my favorite way for not getting overwhelmed and for showing up strategically which is a secret that you will find out once you get it but each of these three, each of these three, um, steps has the action strategy in there. So you can implement it like now, because like Jasmine said, listening and learning is one thing, but the magic and the transformation comes when you actually do the work and implement. Yes, absolutely. Well, yes, I'm so excited guys. If you want to check out this, this goodie, I actually checked it out and it's amazing. So <laughs> Definitely. Um, if you want this free, amazing resource, just go to the show notes and you can download it instantly and start putting all of those tips into action. Um, so Jody, can you tell us um, if anybody wants to know a little bit more about your agency or how they can follow you and connect with you? Can you tell us all of the places where we can find you online? Absolutely. So the best place to connect with me is definitely on Instagram. Um, I, you can find me at it's Jody Brown or at hairstylist rising. That is my podcast account. Um, or if you're a podcast fan, which you obviously are, if you're listening to this, <laughs> I would love for you to check out my podcast. It's on, um, Apple podcasts on audible. It is on Spotify and Google podcasts. So basically anywhere that you listen, um, it's again called hairstylist rising. And if you want to know more specifically about the service side of my business, so be at the agency side or the one-to-one -one coaching, uh, you can find that at jodybrown.ca. Yes. Well, thank you so much for being here. Um, friends, I'm gonna go ahead. of course, friends, I'm going to put all of her information in the show notes so you can connect with her. And thank you so much again for tuning in to this episode today. Bye, friends.